Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading or streaming and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Red Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York who still can't improvise. Well, I don't give a fuck because I got to see wonderful kaiju film. I'm going to talk about it. We're going to review spoilers abound with the lady that handles the levers, the broad that handles the buttons, the babe that handles the boops. The that's all I got. <laughs> uh, hello. The alliteration train derailed, but the lady that never derails is Chelsea Bennington. How are you, Chelsea? Uh, I never derail. That is quite true. I'm always mm-hmm. on it. Um, mm-hmm. I am good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Got a little bit of a headache, but we're powering through because of the film we're about to talk about. Uh, our listeners may remember that not long ago we did a Godzilla tutorial with Chelsea, uh, and that podcast is still available. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Uh, spoiler alert for that: Chelsea ended up enjoying Godzilla and watching some other films. But it's all been building towards this. Now, before we get into this, prior to uh, Godzilla vs Kong, did you get to watch Kong Skull Island? I did not. That's one that I don't know why I never willingly want to watch it. I feel like maybe if I was with you and it was chosen for like a movie night or something, I I would watch it like on the projector or whatever. But it's just not one that I've watched. I do like the cast, though. That's fair. But I don't it's not necessary watching. It's part of the universe building. But for this if you have any questions of anything that ties into the movie, we can get into it in uh, our discussion now. I never have questions. I understand everything perfectly. This is also very true. This is also very true. <laughs> I Whether, mean, I was able to watch WandaVision without being that confused. Okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I like to pronounce it with a little bit of Latin flavor on it. WandaVision, just to make some people nervous. Anyway. I love that. <laughs> now, now the title of this film is a little bit of a misnomer. I think a lot of people going in, and the marketing didn't help, they thought it was going to be a clash of titanic proportions, a knockdown drag out that we're used to seeing in kaiju films, but that, that didn't happen. That didn't happen on HBO Max or in theaters if you got a death wish. We were treated to a love story of the ages. I was hoodwinked and bamboozled by what I saw because I was expecting a lot of action, a lot of fighting, and way less sexual tension than we got. (laughs) So, but I was pleasantly surprised because I feel like you want to keep things fresh in the monster verse, and the only way you can do that is with a love story. Now, I I, got to admit, I'd always kind of known as we, we spoke about before, I always thought of Godzilla as a lady woman, sweet lady G, as I occasionally refer to her. Kong, clearly a dumb, dumb boy, but I, 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 I did appreciate the fact that, you know, okay, right from the start, there's, there's way too many humans in this movie, but, you know, I get it. You can't, you, you can't give us a whole two and a half hours of this greatest romance you got to have your subplots uh some humans which look very realistic by the way 
in there. I like the casting of Issa Rae as Godzilla's best friend that gave her advice throughout. That was really cool. But, you know, okay, we're setting up the groundwork. There they are. They're in a big city. You think all these buildings are going to come down. But, you know, hey, hey, it's it's gal's brunch. Remember brunch from a long, long ago before the coronavirus? You're there. You're by the sea. Here comes Godzilla. Of course, fish is on the menu. Yeah, I thought the brunch scene was really interesting. I, I just wasn't expecting brunch in this movie. And I also wasn't expecting Godzilla to get freaking plastered. I thought that was kind of embarrassing um, that Godzilla would lose control like that. Like, couldn't call a cab, was stumbling all over everything. That's how and... the buildings fall down. She got tipsy, lost her balance a little bit. The shoes were not comfortable. They didn't look... Yeah. Uh, I, I sympathize a lot with, with women that wear the, because I don't look at feet, I don't understand uh, they wear shoes that, that aren't good for balancing and always cut in to the foot flesh. So you know, I sympathize. You know, like wear something comfortable if you're going to be walking a lot. I, I don't mind. Comfort is it, paramount. It just, it kind of makes me mad because it takes away that really amazing perspective I had on the original Godzilla where I thought Godzilla um the reason Godzilla was stumbling and was um like alarmed is because of shell shock mm -hmm. which I, I thought that was probably one of the most brilliant film opinions I've ever had in my life I um, agree and thank you but now I'm like no the bitch was just drunk <laughs> and it's just it's crazy to retcon like that hey this is an American production they they're going for a different kind of audience. And then, you know, you cut over to Kong. He's on his island paradise. Uh, his best friend is Ale Alexander Skarsgård, which you wouldn't think, you know, you'd kind of like pick him to be like the funny best friend because he is more traditionally Hollywood handsome, but his comedic chops are on point. They're I thought he was really funny as as the side guy. You really wouldn't expect that. I mean, he was sometimes funny on True Blood. Eric Eric Northman had that charm about him. It was a different um, kind of. But it was a different kind humor. of funny, yeah. Yeah, it was more of like a nobility. Yeah, Thomas agrees. And uh, it, it, whereas in this, it's kind of like you know the friend that you know it, it's not the typical. He's got a wife and a family, so he's trying to talk you into settle down. But he is trying to talk Kong into settling down, finding the right gal, and Kong's just like, mm, no. Deep exhalations and head shaking uh, and the occasional eating of like a small kraken. You know, so, so you're starting off with the food. It's making me a little bit hungry. I microwave the bag of popcorn and we're on and popping. Yeah, I think Kevin James should watch out for his career because I could see Alexander Skarsgård doing a lot of those type of things now. I have stories about Kevin James. I'm not going to say this on the podcast because he seems vindictive. Moving on. Oh, <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård really better watch out. And maybe me. <laughs> um, let's, yeah, just say, I... let's just say on the set of his sitcom, he had a lot of security. And I don't think he's deserving of security. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked this movie, even though... There were parts of it that I just felt were really out of place for. Such as? Well, I just don't understand why we needed to deal with so many car chase scenes. 
No, it was weird. That's, that's odd because you do love the Fast and the Furious. Was it the the lack of emphasis on family? It's that you know these are are single people searching for love. Is that it? If there was a heist element, would you have enjoyed that? That like it, it was a little bit long, but I was into that car chase. Yeah, I I feel like I am a big fan. So I am a big fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. I just rewatched most of them actually this past weekend. Um, I just feel like you can't have a really good car chase without Vin Diesel being involved in some capacity. Oh, that's what it is. That and if is. you're gonna have a car chase, then why couldn't you call Vin? Because he, he doesn't need to be in yet another franchise. You know, I I like the absence of Vin Diesel. I was there. I was into it. Because you know, I was Kong, expecting no Vin Diesel, and I walked out satisfied. Yeah, because Kong was late. He had a job interview. You saw that time. It was a bow tie. It was stylish. It was there. He was like, "Okay, you know, I got, I got my resume in order. You know, it's time to go. It's Monday. Like, I, I, I got bills that need to get paid." And I think a lot of us during the Rona times, we can relate to that. These are stressful times regarding finances for a lot of people, and I empathize with that. I mean, I'm not sure how a giant ape will, you know make it in the corporate world but you know it was everything it was the opposite of everything that i disliked about working girl in that you know corporate con plot hmm. so when was the moment that you realized kong had feelings for godzilla well it, it was after that successful interview where he's there with alexander skarsgård in the bar you know on the patio of course because and that that when he catches uh godzilla's eye from across the patio and i gotta admit with the depression that you feel of roman not everybody's feeling their sexist i can relate there's different levels of grief and depression and trauma and i admit i'm a victim to that but when that that smooth 80s saxophone kicked in it wasn't baker street by jerry rafferty but it was was kind of close, a little bit like that oiled up guy in the Lost Boys, I still believe. And that's when it's like, oh, oh, we're all sexual creatures, aren't we? Yes, I needed to be reminded and I'm getting reminded now. And, and I, I, that's, that's when I was like all in, I'm like, this is, this is romance, baby. I, I agree. I thought that was a really powerful scene. Um, you mentioned that you always felt that Godzilla was a girl and, you know, King Kong a boy. Um, I thought it was interesting the way they tried to hint at that mm -hmm. when you had Godzilla um, trying on clothes and then always went for the dresses and the skirts, would not wear pants. And I thought that was the gender norms there annoyed me a little bit because mm. she can be a woman and also wear pants. Like this is not the 1950s. Well, you know, how, how, how Gojira wants to represent her femininity is up to her. I realize she comes from a Japanese background and there may be culture things that you know I'm ignorant to and I accept that freely. But here she is, she's in the States. She's a mover, she's a shaker. She's independent. I support that fully. 
But, you know, those, those, I mean, we're getting, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself when I get that, but, you know, again, we let everybody know we were going to spoil some of this. Those outfits and the montage, which normally I don't like in romantic comedies, had to take place for that very erotically charged sex scene later on. That outfit had to come off, and boy, did it. Yeah, was the film rated R? Because I was taken aback. I've heard there's an NC-17 cut. I'm hoping it makes it onto the DVD uh, because wow. Wowie, wow, wow. It was already sexually charged when it came to the eye eye contact they would make at dinner, Mm -hmm. um, which Outback Steakhouse loved that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's coming from a vegetarian, y'all. Yeah, well, it was cute. They shared like a blooming onion, and you know, you don't share a blooming onion with somebody and not whoa, fall in love whoa, with them. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You disagree? You, I, yeah, you share it with someone you love. That's what I said. You oh, you, okay. you wouldn't share one unless you do fall in love with them. Like that's how you. I may have misstated it. I ju- I um, jumped the gun on my reaction. I was. I was I was about to say you share it with people you hate because I mean that's how you fall in love with the person you hate is you go hey let's talk this over with a blooming onion that's the key to world peace kind of sort of almost not really yeah and it's but it's funny because I have a habit of when I'm watching um, movies that do end up having sex scenes love scenes um like the food and stuff that they eat before I'm like is Mm. that not gonna upset your tummy I just feel like this may not be the wisest decision. And you're 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 not wrong, but again, to appear behind the curtain of filmmaking, a lot of times the the actors are just pushing the food around on their plate because it's it's been waiting for them to film that scene for like hours. Like if they really have to eat some of it, it it, it will be prepared fresh so it's edible. And sometimes method people like a big old Martin Stern will like actually eat the entire hamburger in each take. But you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep it, the, the, the illusion real and happening for the That's scene. Fair. I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. But also we don't know about their, their diets. A Kong is, you know, a big protein. I'm sure that'll be on the DVD extra, his workout regimen. Uh, and and I, I heard there were some videos on his Instagram about how he got buff, cut, uh, ripped, chiseled, and jacked. Keto. That's the guy to live with OJ, right? It's a diet. Oh, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's where it's a stupid diet where you eat, you know, um, no bread, but mm. and no like sugar. So you're eating a lot of cheese, a lot of meat, and a lot of uh, peppers. <laughs> is what I've seen. That's so I can most... see Kong doing that. That's most of what I eat, including the sugar and bread. But you but anyway, eat bread. I do. Bread is fun. Bread anyway, is so, so yeah, I, I, one, one thing that I also enjoyed about this film, that they didn't really do the will they or won't they kind of thing. It, it Like for dramatic tension, it's like, boom, here we are. We're in love. And now all of a sudden, um, we got Mecha Godzilla piloted, of course, by, you know, the Russians, I appreciate that. Like coming in, we're gonna like, you know, ruin this relationship and try to kid Kong into thinking that this is actually Godzilla and she's two-timing him. But shit, you're made out of metal. Kong, you may not be the smartest boy, but but he is the lovingest boy. You will not be deceived 
by a metal representation of his sweet lady lizard. I just feel like it's really telling that, um, and it's social commentary for sure, that the Russians just wanted to break up love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't about like protecting their country or anything like that. It was, it was about destroying someone's love. It was sowing discontent. And, and, and we've, we've, we've had enough of that. So it was good in the long run to see love triumph. I mean, there was a battle. There was, there was a fucking, you know, Godzilla took out her hoop earrings, handed Issa Rae her very painful shoes, and said, bitch, get away from my man. And boom, it's on in the pocket. Tail swipe. Bam. Atomic breath. Bam. Kong's back at the bar going, that's my girl. That's my girl, Alexander Skarsgård. Don't you wish you had one like it? And he looked a little bit sad and went, "Yeah." But then he locked eyes with Issa Rae. It came like it became a double date situation. It was which, really is, cute. which is nice. I mean, it'll get awkward if it doesn't work out for the humans, but that's something for the sequel. The post-credit scenes made it seem like everybody was happy. Ah, uh, yeah, they went to brunch again. But then I was like, "Girl, drink some water." Because I knew Godzilla was going to go ham on those mimosas again. It's just really embarrassing. But see, but see that that's okay, because Kong is straight edge. And when you got a good man that's sober, I speak from experience, that will always be your designated driver, you know, you know a little, little off. Have Aww. some fun with that. It, 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 will like... always be there to take care of her. Mm-hmm, and she'll be there to take care of him now. Like sometimes, sometimes Kong doesn't want a pummel. Sometimes, you know, he might just want to like hang back. There, there seem to be like some hints of pacifism, like a kinder, gentler Kong. But again, they're they're building the kaiju universe. Things may take a different turn later mm. on. I mean, there's a lot of monsters that we haven't gotten into as much. I mean, we could have. I, I thought we would have seen King Ghidorah show up, but what I am looking forward to, and this is odd because I don't like kids, is Manila. The if child? That's the, yeah, oh. that's the product of the their union. Like, because, you know, uh, did you get a chance to watch Son of Kong yet? You didn't le- lend me that DVD, did you? That's on HBO I... Max, though. Oh, okay. I'll watch it. Right. Because you were very Kong. happy when you grew in Manila and saw him. Yes. Right, because he's fun. So, it, and it would make sense if that's the product of their union. I mean, I hope that the sequel is not like a baby shower thing. Like we just do a time jump and then boom, Manila's there. But you know, okay. So, so what, what, it, what do you hope for the sequel? I hope that we get to see. I, I don't want there to be any drama between Kong and Godzilla. I want them to just be happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing's trying to tear them apart. Um, maybe the struggles they're dealing with are the struggles of raising their, raising their child in today's world, because that's incredibly difficult. Not when I say today's world, I don't mean COVID. I just mean, you know, present times, contemporary times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really hope that we finally get to see Godzilla fully confident in herself I just feel like sometimes she doubts herself I mean I know I was just making fun of her because of like the you know drunkenness that brunches but I feel like there's sometimes a lack of self-confidence that 
when she feels herself, she feels herself. Like she wins fights and she is able to take people on. She was able to make the first move with Kong. She, when she really believes and what in what a move it was. It was, it was. It was that, that tail. Whew. Yeah, I just don't I, think she needed to take out two buildings when making a move, but I mean, you do I, what I, you do. I've never had that done to me with a tail or otherwise, but whew. But you know, Kong, he's he was secure in his masculinity. That was like, okay, okay, we're we're we're, yeah. we're doing this. And uh, he, no, he believes in her, and like, it's not that she needs him to believe in her for her to feel confident. But I just, I want her to stop doubting herself and to fully embrace that she is the queen of monsters. Yeah, not the king of monsters, the queen of monsters. Yeah, you know, she's she's had a lot of of of, of battles. A lot of contenders. When you're on top, people people want to come at the queen mm-hmm. and get that crown. And so I get because there there inevitably there will be setbacks, there will be losses, Always. there will be slumbers. Uh, Mothra wasn't there to give her the pep talk because usually, like you have the kind of switching of the best friend from Mothra to Issa Rae. I get it. Issa Rae right. is a bigger name. It brings America. in the kids, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the kids love Issa Rae. All the, all the kids that you know I interact with in the time of Rona, which is precisely zero. But they 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 that's tell good. Me, Don't interact with children, regardless, because that's right. not a great look. <laughs> they they tell me like because sometimes I'll walk to the supermarket and there is a school. I don't know if it's open, but I hear chatter about how the kids always love to watch Insecure. Like when I walk to the supermarket on Monday morning, they're always giving like a recap. So I don't need to see it. No, that's fair. I, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for in the sequel. And I think we'll get it. Um, and I hope we don't have any stunt casting. I just feel like we don't need to Other throw than in. Vin Diesel? Uh, well, if they brought, if they are, are going to do another car chase, then yes, you can bring in Vin Diesel. But if you're going to, be right and not do a car chase then don't, you don't need to so I just I felt it was really shoehorned in when um when Michael Keaton made an appearance because mm-hmm. I don't understand what he was doing other than repeating his lines from Batman um and I just Both don't want him to do that again yeah and Batman returns and it and it was always in ways that just didn't make sense it's like it, dude that's not even what we're talking about it's really weird when he's the bartender and it's like oh you want to get nuts let's get nuts let's get it's like nuts. R- r- oh he did did not winning the academy award for Birdman really affect you that greatly and I think it did I think it broke something deep inside him but from there we segued into Prince's Batman soundtrack which I know a lot of Prince fans don't like, but there's some good jams on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, if we're going to throw in Batman soundtracks, you could have added in Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, but he, w- he wasn't in that one, so you can't. That's true, but you could still... I think know, that was the Val Kilmer. Yeah, that's the Val, the Val Kilmer, Kilmer one. Right, right. That, I like Val of, Kilmer in the movie. Of, of, my, fa- of, my, uh, of that era of Batman films, that was my favorite because it explored the duality of Bruce Wayne and uh, Batman. And it also added nipples to the Batman. I thought suit. George Clooney's added nipples. Did Val Kilmer's add nipples? Also nipples. It was Joel Schumacher directing those two. He's like, yeah. oh, these, 
these suits need nipples. And you know what? He was right. Isn't he dead? Joel Schumacher? Yeah. It That looked like he got stepped on in that one scene when they were like in the park uh, skipping through it. That that person that got stepped on did look like Joel Schumacher. But you have to keep in mind, I don't actually know what Joel Schumacher looks like. Well, he's dead. (laughs) Wow, he gave his life for this production. That's 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 dedication to Hollywood. It actually does line up because he died in 2020. So, and they never they never revealed the cause. Well, well, yeah, no, I don't know how I feel about that. uh, No, well, again, you you have to sign non-disclosure agreements on certain films especially big ones that are being anticipated like this. So you, you can't uh, really like, you know, talk about it, but you know, little known fact, I mean, we've talked about this film before on the podcast, Michael Rappaport did the same thing in deep blue sea. He, he, he signed the agreement that yes, a shark would actually eat him in the production of that film. And that's why he's never been seen again. I was about to say, isn't it great that we've never heard or seen Michael Rappaport ever since 1999? I mean, he's, I didn't have an issue with him. I can understand some people would find him abrasive, but, you know, I enjoyed his works. Mostly in I didn't girls. either, but I feel like if he kept going on, he would have started making probably a podcast he would mm-hmm. go online you know making videos insulting other people sometimes right but most of the time wrong and we would have just had to deal with that on twitter that's just my feeling though i don't know if he would have actually done that but that's we'll, just the vibe we'll I never get. know we'll never know yeah we'll never know um so my only question is, I thought it was really I interesting. I thought you never asked questions. You understood everything. Huh? I understood everything, but this isn't about the story itself. Okay, this cool. is about the runtime of the movie. Right. I thought it was really interesting that they did keep it at 90 minutes. I was expecting it to be much longer, but like half of that movie was just romantic comedy montages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was sprinkled throughout. Like you had them meeting, montage. Her getting ready, montage. Drunken Ice brunch, cream, montage. montage. Yeah. Oral sex, montage. Do you think they didn't have enough script? Um, no, I think, see, if it was a full Toho Japanese production, it would have been different. But this is legendary pictures. This is for an American audience and there might have been some rewrites because everybody's like been cooked up or cooped up rather indoors for a year we have i mean i've i've been long retired so i don't know how young people do it with the apps you know are you willing to risk yourself for a stranger really that you might have like are you going to risk rona for bad dick if you are eh, you deserve bad dick but you know, it's some. It's what's an uplifting film, because also, as far as I know, like the award season getting delayed, which is usually like the constant suffering kind of films that the Academy loves so much. To have a light-hearted but deeply erotic film mm. is is what America needs at this time. Much like Fatal Attraction, light-hearted, mm-hmm. deeply yeah, erotic. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. If this was nominated for Oscars, which ones would it be nominated for? 
Uh, best sound. Yeah. Best sound. Bear McCreary. Uh, great on the soundtrack. Also, you gotta love uh, the Dolly Rot's use of the, uh, the the cover of Lisa Loeb's "Stay." I mean, mm. I normally hate that song, but when you do it in a pop punk kind of way, I like that. Um, uh, definitely, uh, the Gaffers. The Gaffers worked overtime. I mean, not a lot of people notice that kind of thing, but you know, me as a set dresser, I get to watch the Gaffers do their thing. I pick up on stuff. Um, best Supporting Actress for Issa Rae. I mean, she's due. Um, yeah. uh, best Actress for, for Lady G. Um, I don't think there's an award for like the voiceover work done at the beginning and the end of the film by Werner Herzog, but I just love Werner Herzog and I feel it should get an award. I could see them opening up that category for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like they would watch this and think, all right, it's time we start recognizing voiceovers. And and what, what about you? What what awards do you think they could have gotten? Best costume design, because mm-hmm. even when I was getting a little annoyed with how old fashioned a lot of Godzilla's choices were in the outfit she chose, I feel like they were really remarkable period pieces. Um, I would say maybe best supporting actor for Skarsgård, but I don't know if he pulled through enough. Are you sure you're not just sweet on him? I am sweet on him. Want to see him well-dressed on a red carpet? I would love to see that. Um, But I think, I don't know, we do have a lack of, you know, movies coming out during, I don't know, not a lack of movies, but there's definitely a more limited selection within this year for next year's awards so i think that he could still maybe maybe get it i mean i don't follow the oscars that much but if you went by the old ways of shit had to be released in la and new york for a specific period of time then that is the way they do it i believe right but they had to change it to include streaming otherwise it would have been sonic fucking hedgehog and bad boys three and the invisible man getting everything and i think they didn't want the invisible man to get anything it's a shame that this um you know with this being released right now uh where it's streaming in in the theaters but i i read that the original vision was 3d and i really would have i hate 3d but i would have seen this in 3d i don't think i could have handled those love scenes in 3d i probably would have taken my glasses off for that because i you know i don't want to I would have yeah. been frozen in place with the sheer <laughs> awe and majesty of what I saw. I mean, yeah. there there are a lot of people that don't like that angle, but it was kind of like, remember in It when Stan says, like, I looked into its deadlights and I wanted to be there? That's what I felt seeing what I, I'm making hand gestures that our listeners can't see, but you can imagine. It's getting the idea. Yeah, you're get. I'm getting the picture. Okay. I mean, I saw the picture. Everybody got that picture. That saw this Everybody got that picture. That's see. That's another reason I I am all about like expression and art and not um, not censoring your art. But I don't know if I want to be in a dark room full of people during that scene. I feel like I'd be at one of those old school like naughty movie theaters. I think everybody was boned up. Yeah, that's it, why I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to see this in, this, in the in, dark room. In the, in the best possible way, I think. 
Yeah, still uncomfortable to be around. Fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. Like a blooming onion, share Kong vs. Godzilla with somebody you love. And scene. And as you can guess, none of that actually happened in the movie. That was fun to just improvise a little bit with Chelsea, because as this pandemic has happened, it's still not safe to improvise. And even though, you know, we're getting vaccinated, being in an unventilated basement in midtown Manhattan probably isn't the best idea in the world. So we're going to do it here. But now we've seen the movie, both of us. Now we're actually going to talk about it a little bit. So if you haven't watched it yet, the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you you don't you're out of time he you're out of time by the time this comes out no a, no you have a day you have 24 hours <laughs> you have 24 hours to watch it if you haven't yet 24, what a difference a day makes <laughs> but on the bright side it'll be back on hbo uh, in a couple of months if you haven't watched it already so what, what did you think of the film chelsea I I really liked it. I um I'm disappointed that Michael Keaton wasn't in it as I said he was. Um <laughs> so Well neither uh, was Issa Rae, so don't feel bad. I know. I oh, gosh. The movie we could have had, but I did enjoy the movie we do have. Um it's the first new movie I've watched that is, is since COVID that has made me feel like this would be so much better in theaters because mm. as much as I've enjoyed other new movies that I've watched, like Freaky is one that I definitely would have loved to see in theaters, but I still enjoyed it, you know, uh, watching it from home. But this is one that through a lot of scenes, I was just like, damn it. <laughs> like this would just be so great to see on the big screen. But, um, but I still enjoyed it. I thought the cast was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that Alexander Skarsgård was in it. I had no idea. Um, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed him in it. Um, I, uh, I liked the actor who played Bernie. I forgot his name, but he was fantastic. He was the podcaster. Yeah. the podcaster. I mostly know him as Paperboy from Atlanta. Um, he, he's one of those dudes that's in everything. Uh, I don't recall his name. I didn't watch a lot of Atlanta, but you know, me and the way I categorize people by the characters they play. He's fucking Paperboy. <laughs> That's fair. I remember him in Child's Play. <laughs> yeah, he was in that too. <laughs> in the, well, the remake of Child, the, or reboot, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I uh, was delightfully surprised by that movie. I agree. This is something I would have preferred to see in the theater and still might uh, if I could swing it uh, but yeah, I feel that way about a lot of movies that, that I've enjoyed throughout this pandemic, that if they're in playing in a theater at some point, I would be willing to go see it. And now that I'm fully vaccinated, my people is fully vaccinated, we're kind of considering looking into that possibility, because I have a hunch. And my hunch is as fully vaccinated people, we might be able to safely attend movie theater screenings that don't that are not very full we might be able to dine indoors in well-ventilated places but i do admit my hunches are not facts 
Well, that's what a lot of people are working off of is mm-hmm. that if it's still, if it's, if you wear your mask and it's well ventilated and it's spaced out, I'm, I'm close to being fully vaccinated and then have the buffer uh, period. And at Alamo Draft House is my first indoor um, experience. I've already decided um, right. that will be, because I feel like they, I'll be comfortable with their standards. I'm not sure about when it comes to other places, uh, but I know at least for a fact with Alamo, I'm gonna be comfortable with what they're doing to make the experience as pleasant as possible. I've but, looked into yeah. them and in the New York area, I've looked into Nighthawk theaters. Uh, they're, they're similar in mm-hmm. their protocols and I respect that. Uh, in regards to the Brooklyn Alamo and Nighthawk, both theaters being in Brooklyn, uh, what concerns me is the pain in the ass of getting there. So yeah, yeah that's a you is, problem. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Driving there, I can do. It, parking in those areas are never really great. I didn't take into consideration how many people may have left New York. These are variables I'm going to have to figure out on the fly. For sure. And I'm willing to do that. I'd rather support a smaller theater than a big corporation if I have a choice. Absolutely. But um, but I enjoyed the movie. I was, uh, I was also happy with its runtime, with it being just a little less than two hours. And I enjoyed the director saying that he did that on purpose, that it had no reason to be three hours. If a movie is going to be three hours, he said it needs there needs to be a real good reason it is. Mm-hmm. And that if there was an extra hour, it wasn't going to be an extra hour of Kong and Godzilla fighting. It'd be an extra hour of them talking about Kong and Godzilla fighting. And I was like, that is a very good point. I don't know if you watched any additional uh, Kong movies or Godzilla movies uh, after our tutorial. They are fun of the legendary pictures. Uh, Skull Island is probably my favorite because the, the humans really make it good. Whereas in a lot of other kaiju movies, I feel like the humans are the thing preventing me from the big kaiju fight. And I've always felt like, especially with what Legendary is doing with the animation, they could do a completely peopleless kaiju movie. You can have the facial expressions on the kaijus and tell the story silently that way. And that would work internationally for all audiences if no one's actually speaking, in my opinion. But uh, hey, what Legendary does is there. But yeah, did you watch any others or do you plan to watch any others? Um, The only King Kong movie I've seen is Peter Jackson's King Kong and I consider it a guilty pleasure. I actually like it even though it's very long, (laughs) but um, all of his movies pretty much are. Uh, I have not seen Kong Skull Island. Um, I would watch it. It's just one of those movies that I would probably watch with like you or somebody around. It's not going to be something I'm going to turn on by myself. Um, I mean, maybe it will be. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I enjoyed the characters in this movie um, because especially with the runtime, I was given enough time with the characters where I liked them. I cared about them, but I didn't feel like I was getting too much of them and they were blocking me from seeing the action. Like uh, with the whole separate storyline with Millie Bobby Brown's character um, and her advocating for Godzilla. And then you have um, Alexander Skarsgård's character 
and the young girl who is absolutely fantastic and uh, Rebecca Hall, you know, they felt very, you know, those standard type of characters that you'd get in this movie, but at the same time done well, um, no frills about them. It, it was just, it was just enjoyable. And I loved, uh, I loved the animation, not animation. I loved the CGI for, uh, for Kong. Um, God, Kong would be saying so much with his face. It, it was just heartbreaking at times, uh, but done so well to the point where I, I, I liked Godzilla a lot in King of, uh, King of the Monsters and didn't want anything bad to happen to Godzilla. And then in this one, I still didn't want anything bad to happen to Godzilla. And I didn't want anything bad to happen to Kong. So it's like, what ending are you going to give me? Because I'm going to be upset if one of them dies. And luckily, it had a fantastic ending. You team up and take out Mega Godzilla. But I think the, the main question, the most important question, what do you think of that Kong butt? Um, the beginning when, when he's scratching his butt while waking mm -hmm. up, I thought... <laughs> I thought it was really funny. It was a good bite. It was a. Uh, it was apple bottom. It, it was. It was good. Dead ass though. <laughs> Dead ass. A lot of TikTok trends. A lot of TikTok uh, dance trends would work really well for Kong. Um, I don't know if Kong got the moves, but you know, the, um, I don't know if Kong has heard music. If if Kong were to hear music. Maybe Kong got the move. I think he could groove. I think when you're given a naturally curvy figure like that, with everything in the right places, mm -hmm. God also gives you a little bit of groove. Maybe, maybe something for the sequel. Maybe that love story <laughs> I was hoping for. Uh, the dream we all dream of. I mean, it could be a love story now, now that it's, you know, I mean. The music so, did indicate that was, there was some loving going on. It was some, it was some really moving, uh, a really moving score. And at the end, when they both looked at each other, I'm like, all right, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because, you know, Godzilla, you owe him one. You just saved your life. Come on, mm -hmm. kiss. Give me a kiss. Some smooches. <laughs> That'd be my thing. Well, yeah, hopefully it'll be out there at some point for us to get together, see in a big theater. Um, and that's why we need to support places like uh, Alamo Drafthouse and Nighthawk and any other revival places. If you're listening to this and you got drive-ins where you can see them, uh, support Ooh. them with your bucks. And get your shot. Wear your mask. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so, Rick, did you thoroughly enjoy the film? I, 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 I feel like you did. Do you have, uh, um, you had high expectations too. So I think it's, it's great that you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I had high expectations. It's like, it, it's, it's a movie like Snakes on a Plane. It's like a mud honey record. You know what you're going to get. And if you fuck that up, that's on you. If this was awful, because uh, there are awful Godzilla movies out there. If you fuck up such a simple formula, it's like, you know, burning toast. 
you're yeah. a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to start over. You need to throw the toast away. But Try it a, again. It's a wonderful time uh, to to see some big ass kaijus because I like I like the way they played it. You know, Sweet Lady G, she's got the advantage in the water. On land, it's a different story, and the colors of the Hong Kong setting mm-hmm. definitely made things also additionally groovy. Uh, and yeah, you know, again, you know, more more kaiju, little less people. That'd be my kind of thing, and whatever they're gonna do next uh, is fine by me. I, right now, I know there are no plans uh, that we know of. Mm-hmm. But I also well, it's know... exciting to hear that this one did so well um, yeah. in a I, pandemic I, box office. I, I also know that studios sometimes feed misinformation out there. Uh, no. For, for the nerds no. that like to speculate. Never. Mm-hmm. I've never uh, been lied to by a movie studio in my life. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I was the I was the guy who two weeks after uh, the mouse said we have no plans to do the Punisher. I was working on the Punisher. <laughs> oh, so um, you're in on the deceit. Uh, in a roundabout kind of way. My favorite thing, uh, when I could work and I would love to work again, but under safe circumstances, is after you sign the the non-disclosure agreement. A lot of people will lie about what we're filming to pedestrians because you know it's new york people are curious hey what you making? what's the name of the movie what's that and i don't feel the need to lie i just say i signed paperwork i can't say shit because that ends the conversation right there that's fair because i mean you have to have some energy or time on your hands when if you decide to make up a lie for like Mel Gibson's latest feature well now they're gonna have multiple questions mm-hmm. so you should just say I can't talk mm-hmm. I agree with that it's not a time to be clever because I think New Yorkers appreciate that it's like oh all right I Fair. feel you and they're on their way <laughs> It's like fair, all right, have fun. <laughs> God. So to be continued with more smash. And and if you feel up to it, if if you're having another, I don't know, springtime, there's gonna be rainy days when you can't go out and you're do your roller skating street justice thing that I've heard so much about lately. Right, right. For some of our listeners, uh Chelsea got roller skates and she's out on the town. And she's good. Fighting for your honor. That's true. Keeping I'm keeping the streets street safe. safe. But you know, if it's slippery, maybe you just give 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 the kaiju a little boop, a little Skull <laughs> Island, little little Brian Cranston Godzilla. Be a good. Well, test. I've seen Brian Cranston's Godzilla. That okay. was part of the tutorial. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, but but did you watch Son of Godzilla yet? Did you get your no fix? no I still have it I still have it under the TV I need to maybe I'll watch that this week actually while I'm in the Godzilla zone because mm-hmm. you know you love you some Manila you need you need yes. a higher dosage such a little cutie mm-hmm. a little cutie baby I want I want a little one a stuffed one not like taxidermy but like a stuffed animal 
we'll, 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 we'll see what we can do. Maybe, we'll take, maybe when it's safe, we can take Spooky Doings on the road to Japan, go to Toho Studios, where they have a zip line that you can zip line directly into Godzilla's mouth. Oh, do they make it like the blue white? Because that would be really cool. I don't know. I've only seen still photos, but I would do it. Uh, but that would be that would be actually be, be the only cool. way I would zip line. It's like I gotta I wouldn't zip line domestically. Yeah, now fair. That I, now that I know the option exists to zip line into Godzilla's mouth, just going above trees seems boring by comparison. That's true. It's like every time you'll be on a zip line, you're like, this isn't Godzilla's mouth though. Mm -hmm. That's boring. <laughs> Love that. All right. So in closing, where can the people find it if they want to find it, Chelsea? They can find me not in Godzilla's mouth, unfortunately. Not in mouth. Um, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just type in Chelsea Bennington and I'm right there. Cool. You can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. One of these days we'll do a show but you can get all the podcast information there. So in the meantime and in between time, everybody, uh, make sure to give a big roar and a tail swipe, pound your mm -hmm. chest a little bit, stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. Most importantly, like Godzilla and Kong, stay fucking sexy. See ya. <laughs>